Hey, this is Bradley Weber. I'm the pastor at Forward Church in Chiefland, Florida, and this is our podcast. Thanks so much for checking it out today. I hope it encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. So what happens when life gets crazy? What happens when the attacks of the enemy comes? What happens when the attacks of your haters come? Anybody got haters? I don't even like talking about haters a lot, but what, what happens when all of hell seems to come against you? Anybody ever had that? We're just like, oh my gosh, is there anything else left in hell? I feel like they all on me. Well, I'm so glad you asked. We're going to be talking about that tonight. I want to um, title tonight's talk under constant. Everybody say constant. Under constant attack. Under constant attack. If you brought your Bibles, let's go tonight to Ephesians chapter 6. This is not really, um, it's not really a part of the series we're going to kick off on Sunday. I'm really excited about this series, by the way. Um, But it is the appetizer for what we will be discussing um, on Sunday. So I encourage you to be here and invite your, your friends and family to be here. I believe that God wants to say something amazing to each one of us. Amen. Amen, amen. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 1 says this, a final word, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm. Everybody say stand firm. Stand firm against all the strategies, all the schemes, all the tricks, all of anything the enemy has to try to trip you up, to try to trip us up. He says stand firm against all the strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world. Somebody says, sounds like Star Wars or something. He's got this unseen, you know, like Darth Vader. Okay, I know, I'm just, I'm sorry. <laughs> against the mighty powers in this dark world, against evil spirits in heavenly places let's pray father i thank you for this night i thank you for this time we've carved out to 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 worship you god and to get into your word father i ask that tonight that your word would encourage us that it would inspire us that it would challenge us god and it would change us from the inside out god our desire is to have less of us and more of you father be with us tonight anoint this time father that our ears prepared to hear and that we're ready to go out and change our world as we are also being changed if that's your prayer tonight everybody said Come on, everybody said amen. So we're going to be under this this talk uh, under constant attack, under constant attack. So he said, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Everybody say his might. So it says be strong in him, not be strong in you, not try to fight everything you got going on on your own. Most of the time when 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 we feel like the enemy or we feel like things are pressing against us, it is our natural ability for self preservation to save ourselves. To get ourselves out of. Even if, even if what I'm into, even what, if the circumstances that, I, that have been dealt to me are uh, something of my own doing, I still think I, sh- I owe it to God, who is completely in control, to give that over to him and not to toil with it. I think a lot of times as the church, we, we feel like just because I may have caused this problem, it's now up to me to get myself out of it. Now, yes, there are consequences to our choices, but I believe that I just want to give God everything, every area of my life. Amen? So it says, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. So the best way for me to maintain my strength is to protect it. If you were here Sunday, we talked a lot about protecting your strength. If you were here this past Sunday. 
And in order for us to protect our strength, we must protect our joy. The Bible says that the joy of the Lord is our. And if we let the devil steal our joy, he has stolen our strength. So how do we protect our joy? I kind of wrapped up the message on Sunday with this. How do we protect our joy? We protect it by protecting the things that rob us of our joy. Facebook. Yes, trouble. Here comes T-R-O-U-B-L-E, like, right? So I may go on Facebook, and I may, I may, I may post a little something, but I'm getting the heck off. Yes? Because i got to protect my joy. Y'all know that, 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 that uh, what's it called? Election season's coming up. Everybody's got their stuff. Y'all, y'all tracking me? Everybody's got their stuff. i gotta, I got to steer clear of that stuff because it will steal my joy. So in order for us to protect our joy and protect our strength, we must steer clear of people, places, and things that would rob us of our joy or steal our joy or hijack our joy. I was thinking about resistance training. Those of you that work out in a gym or know anything about working out in a gym, I don't do it as often as I should, um, but I do go. And there's this thing called resist, resistance training. And I remember when I first started, Jamie would, would, was training me and helping me. And, and I remember sometimes, it, I mean, it, it was a struggle sometimes to get that, that bar up. Well, what he taught me was sometimes it's just as helpful in the resistance. In other words, he helped me bring it up to here, but then it was for me to, to, to resist. That, 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 that pressure of resistance actually built my strength. The Bible tells us that if we resist the devil, he'll flee. There is something to be said about your resistance, that over time, your resistance, you will become stronger, you'll become healthier, you'll, you'll, you'll become better for the battle that is raging all around us. Amen? Everybody say resistance. So I'm not one that likes to talk a lot about the devil or put a lot of emphasis on him. I think a, a lot of times in church we, we do that. Well, the, devil, the devil's on me. The devil maybe. No, no, no. The devil didn't make you do it. You just need to take your trash out so your wife would be back and falling in love with you. Come on. The devil's not on your marriage, sweetheart. If you would just rub his head and scratch his back as he's falling asleep, that's all he's asked of you. <laughs> Sorry, that was just a personal thing right there. I'm just if you just do it, the devil wouldn't be. I'm just kidding. We give a lot of credit to the enemy, so don't mistake what I'm, where we're headed tonight. But I think that it's very important that we, we identify and recognize that we have an enemy. Can everybody say that? Say, I have an enemy. Let me say this. Let me just clear up a misconception. Your enemy is not your neighbor. You're, you know, the person next to you that you, you, you got the, the hedges grow real, real tall so you don't have to see them. Your enemy is, is not your in-laws. They may not like you, but they're not the enemy. Y'all too serious for me tonight. I'm trying to light it up for where we're headed. You have an enemy. I have an enemy. He's the same one. His name is Satan or the devil. I think it's very important that we identify and we become aware that he is a being. He does exist. We know that the devil at one time was in heaven. He was one of the archangels. He was actually the choir leader. He's the one that led worship. He got kicked out of heaven because he wanted all the worship for himself. He felt like everything that he's, I'm, I'm doing all this, I'm working, I'm doing all this. You can go to Ezekiel 28, 13 uh, later in your private time and, and you can read about exactly how, how he was dressed and how he was built and, and, and musical instruments were, he was actually created with musical instruments within his body. It wasn't something he picked up. It was within him. He got kicked out of heaven because he wanted all the glory. He wanted all the attention. 
And it's not that the enemy dislikes you. It's not that the enemy dislikes me. He dislikes the God in you. See, we, we get real prideful and think, well, the devil's messing with me. No, no, no. He's not messing with you because of you. He's messing with you because of who you carry. God lives on the inside of us. Amen? What he's trying to attack is our doubt of God. He's trying to get us to become fearful. He's trying to get us to, he's trying to, get us to believe that God is, he's lost all control. God is in control. It doesn't matter what's going on around you. He's still in control. Sometimes we got to tell ourselves, even though things aren't lining up the way we think, and even though family situations might maybe get out of control, God is still in control. The question is, are you still submitted to him and falling in line with him? If you are, then there should be no issues. You, there should be no worry. Who am I talking to? Somebody. I know that was, that was right for me. That's a good indication of where I am with my father. If I'm worried, if I'm freaked out, it's a trust issue. It's a trust thing. Many times that there'll be those that will say that, that the devil is like a thief. We know in John 10, 10, the Bible says that the thief, although he's not referring to the devil, but it, but it is a clarification of what a thief is. A thief is, uh, comes in to steal, kill, and to destroy. Anybody had your house broken into before? How'd you feel the next night going to bed? You felt, you felt like violated, right? The enemy comes in to steal, to kill, and to destroy but it goes on to say jesus says but i have come that you might have life and life more abundantly listen god wants you to have an abundant life exceedingly abundantly above all that you could ask or think that's god's plan for us so what's the devil want to do he wants to rob you of that abundant life he wants to rob you of your joy so that when things do happen when things do come to come at you you have no joy Therefore, you have no strength. He's trying to rob you and I of our abundant life. He's trying to steal our joy. He's trying to kill our hopes and our dreams. He's trying to destroy the blessings that God has already laid out for us. He's, try he's trying to steal those from us. There's something about the voice of the enemy. And a lot of times, Christians, we get, we get jaded because we don't know if that's the voice of God or if that's the voice of the devil. Let me tell you something about the voice of the enemy. The voice of the enemy will never tell you or convince you of how blessed you are. The opposite of that is, what do, what do you hear? Poor pitiful me. Things are so bad. He's trying to convince you that you aren't blessed. All he wants you to know is here is the bad news. That's why you got to shut Facebook off. That's why you got to stop some conversations. That's why we just talked Sunday about some relationships in this stage, in this season. We have to leave here so we can get there because they're robbing you of your joy and your strength. They're what I call leeches or suckers. You got to cut ties. I can't be around people that, that rob me of my joy or try to convince me. Or all they want to talk about is ugly and, 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 and nasty stuff. And I'm not talking about perverted. I'm just saying just stuff that doesn't glorify God. You got you to you shut that stuff down. The devil will never put the spotlight on the strengths of your spouse. What do we hear? No good for nothing. All I do is ask her to scratch my head and scratch my back so I can go to sleep. Okay, I'm going I'm to get off that one. I'm going to get off that one. Get off that one. I'm just playing. He is trying to deceive you. That's what the Bible says. He, he's a deceiver. Trying to convince us. The enemy will never point out the, the, the strengths of, of those around you. What's he point out? 
the weaknesses, everything they do wrong, everything they do bad. I'm talking about married couples. I'm talking about single. I'm talking about people you, you work with, coworkers. We're letting coworkers who don't even know they're getting to us get to us. Oh, I love this one. The enemy will never point out the qualities of your church. They will, the enemy will always point out all the things that we've done wrong. Somebody says, somebody already came to you and told you with a list. I said, no, they haven't. But I'm telling you, that's how the enemy works. He tries to come in and cause division and cause a separate. That's all he knows how to do. I've heard pastors say he can't create anything. Oh, he can create division. But not in this house. Not in this house. So 1 Corinthians chapter 14, there'll be no verses on the screen. You can write these down or, or, uh, uh, for later, but I'll, I'll read these to you. 1 Corinthians 14, 33 says, God is not the author of confusion, but peace. If you're in a situation, that, and you know the difference if it's peaceful or if it's chaotic. If it's a chaotic situation, if you're not able to bring peace, which is Jesus, if you're not able to bring any godly wisdom into that situation, it's time for you to exit that situation. God is not the author of confusion. He is not the author of division. This is more of a teaching, teaching night. This is really a time I'm giving you information and you write this stuff down. It's not more of a preachy, preachy, but it's a teachy, teachy because I believe that we, we need teachy, teachy Monday through Saturday. It's, it's one thing to get fired up on a Sunday and get the, a preachy message, but it's, I, I, I need some of that, that when the rubber meets the road that I recognize tomorrow... That I, I just walked into work and now I'm in, I'm in a, I'm in a, y'all know the atmosphere. You can walk into it. It's real thick. You know what I'm saying? Y'all know what I'm talking about, that atmosphere. It's chaotic. It's not peaceful. And you're going to remember tonight and you go, now if, and you can ask God, the Holy Spirit lives inside of us. If we have a relationship with him, he lives inside of us. And you can just under your breath say, God, help, what can I do right here? If there's something you can do that he, he wants you, he will, he, he'll give you exactly what to do. But if there's nothing there, guess what? Just walk, just step, step back. Don't try to form something just because you can, you know, try to make yourself look like a mighty man or woman of God. Because the devil can see through that stuff. Be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Amen? So we're talking about being under constant attack. Anybody, anybody can look back over 2019 and say, yep, 2019, I can recognize that was an attack of the enemy. Anybody? How about this one? How about just since we crossed into 2020 and, and you've, you've, on your own personal level, you've dealt with some things and said, yep, I recognize some things that I need to let go. I, I'm ready to walk in the promises of God. I'm ready to get to that place that God's promised me, but I recognize I've got to let some of this stuff go. How many of you have actually taken that step to let some things go and the attack of the enemies already came on strong? That's how he rolls. See, he's not concerned if you just come in here, sit in here, sing a little song, pay a little tithe, pay a little offering, and then walk out. What he is, what makes him nervous, what makes the enemy nervous is when you take what you're hearing in here and you're applying it to your life. That's when he gets nervous. When we start, when we start removing the things that rob us of our joy because we recognize that my, I'm losing strength, when we start shunning that stuff and letting it go, guess what? That's when the enemy gets, he, oh, we got to change, we got to change plans, got to change the game plan. That's why it's, we need to always be aware that we have an enemy. We have an adversary. He does not want to see you win. But the truth is, already at the, at the end of the book, we know we win. God has already won this thing. He's trying to convince us that the battle is still going. Yeah, there's a battle for our soul and a battle for our mind and our heart. We're going to talk about that Sunday. But what God wants us to understand is he's already lost. The devil is defeated. Come on, somebody say he's, he's defeated. 
So tonight, we're just, I want us to become aware because it doesn't matter how long you've been a Christian. It doesn't matter how long you've been walking this thing. When the enemy comes and the attack comes, we lose our mind and forget. All, we, think it's, we think it's our spouse. We think it's our in-laws. We think it's our neighbor. We think it's our boss. But the enemy is coming at us full steam ahead. You, you, you see the attacks in movies. How many like to watch movies? I love, I love to watch movies. Any boxing fan? Y'all like to watch the boxing or the, or the uh, what do they call that? I was looking at Lavelle. I was hoping he helped me. I'm up here drowning, bro. You know when they're doing all that kickboxing stuff and people go to like Buffalo Wild Wings and they sit around and watch it. It's called that, yes. What happens when, when somebody actually lands a blow and you know that it hurt? What do they recognize? That's where I hit him. That's his weak spot, and I'm going after that spot. They don't go for another one. They keep hitting that same one. Why is it, church, that we keep feeling the attack of the enemy on that same spot? The devil knows my weaknesses. He knows your weaknesses. That's why he lets her walk by with a skirt so high. Because he knows how to get to you. I wasn't trying to be funny. I'm just telling you. The enemy's going for your weak spot. He's going for my weak spot just to see if we'll give in. He always goes after the weak spot. So it's time for us to get sharp in the fight. Turn your neighbor, tell him, give him another say, it's time to get sharp. It's time to get sharp in the fight. The reason that Christians are getting the hell beat out of them is because we're not sharp. We're dull, Christians. You know how we get sharp? When we get in the word. That's how we get sharp. So when the enemy does come, we recognize that it's the enemy and we go, mm-mm, negative, nada. It's time to protect, protect the weak spots. I want to give you four keys tonight and then we're going to go home, okay? This is how we're going to get sharp in the fight. First one is this, pay attention to your attacks. Pay attention to your attacks. Mama ever tell you pay attention? You know why that was? Because you wasn't paying attention. <laughs> and it never fails when you're not paying attention. I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example. What day was it that I text you about my incident in the garage? Monday? Yes. I don't know. Anyway, there was an incident in the garage. I had left, came back, need to vacuum out my car. So I pulled it in the garage in the center so I could vacuum it out, had flip-flops on. Garage floor, painted. None of that gritty stuff. So when it's wet, it's slick. Well, I had already been out earlier that day and pulled back in the garage. My air conditioner leaked some water. So I'm bebopping around. Y'all know me. I don't know any other mode but full steam ahead, right? So I'm, I slung that door open. I would stepped out with one foot, and when I did, my flip-flop with no traction hit that garage floor, and then next came my face. Yeah, y'all were laughing just like my wife laughed. Then she gave me the text and said, are you okay? I was laying in the floor of the garage texting you, sir. I said, oh, my gosh. I just fell on my face out of my car. Is this what 44 looks like? You don't You can't even walk. Can I tell you, it hurt. Because this foot hit and did a complete turn, and the rest of my body was still in my car that's elevated. And, dude, all this just tore up. I just laid there. I did look back to make sure there was nobody in, you know, my neighborhood looking. And then I just laid there. And I texted her. I said, you are never going to believe this. Where was I going with that? 
pay attention. I've been getting out of cars for 44 years. I've been walking for 43 of them or so. It's pretty close. When, you're, when you become comfortable, that's when there's possibility for something to happen. Pay attention. Did the devil make you do it? No, he didn't. That was my ignorance. But I'm going to get some of that, that good stuff with that grit. You know, if I had to do the cheap version and throw some sand on it and paint over that, we're going to have some grit on the... That ain't happening again. But how many of us as Christians will let things happen to us and then we let it happen again and again because we never say, that won't happen again. It hurt. So does pain. So does the attack. It hurts. But is it hurt enough for us to go... That won't happen again. I'll put, in, I'll put in measures to ensure that that doesn't happen to me again. We must pay attention to the attacks. We must study the, the, the place of the attack. What do I mean? If you're constantly being attacked in the same area, pay attention to that area. Your enemy does not waste his energy. Did you hear me? The enemy does not waste his energy. If he's attacking the same area... Take note. Pay attention. Whatever your enemy attacks, he's showing you what he's most afraid of about you. You might want to write that down. The constant attack should be an indication of what he is most fearful of in my life. Wherever there is a spot that is under repeated attack, the energy, excuse me, the enemy is revealing to you that which he fears the most about you. Let me just talk to all the married people for a second. I'm going to just break these down and give you the last three and we're going home. If your marriage is under constant, unyielding attack, you need to study that union. Where are all my married people at? Where are all my single people that want to be married one day? I'm going to just tell you the truth. There will be attacks. Focus on that area. There is something about that union that the enemy is scared of. That if you get this thing right, if you, will, if you will settle down your flesh and settle down your flesh, and when these two imperfect people realize without Jesus it will never be right, then you can make a difference. Then you're pushing the enemy back. I don't like being on the defense all the time. I want to be, I want to be on, I, want to, I don't want to just take a hit and come back up. I may take a hit, but I'm still moving forward. If you have a child that is constantly under attack, and children, 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 they don't all respond to the to attacks. They, they're too young to understand, but we should, as born-again Christians, we should recognize when the enemy, if he can't get you, he's going to go through your children. He always goes through the weakest link. That's something that Amy and I have learned out of almost 20 years of marriage with our three daughters. If he can't get to us, he's going to go through the children. He always moves through the avenue of the weakest link. That's not saying your kids are weak. But what I'm saying is if your child is being constantly under attack, pay attention to that attack. There's something special about that child, that kid, that God is wanting to use and do in their life and through their life. And the enemy is scared to death over it. That's why what's going on back here on the other side of this wall isn't about babysitting and handing out lollipops and juice. It's setting them up for success. And if all we care about is what's happening in here, we might as well close up shop because Jesus said, they first. 
All the religious people said, yeah, but we're here. We want to learn about you. Let the kids go do what the kids do. I would say let the kids watch what we do, but sometimes we ain't getting that right. So we, we, we release them to, to you guys under the leadership of, of Bryn, and they're back there, and they're learning about Jesus. Pay attention to the attacks on your child. If your money, if your banking account ever felt like your bank account's under attack, like there's some hole down there, you're just trying to figure out, what can I put under there to stop all this? <laughs> Listen, if your money is under repeated attack, the enemy fears what you would do and how you would advance the kingdom if you would prosper. He's afraid of what you would do if you actually got a hold of what God wants to do in your life. It's not a... I got to let it run through the filter first because some of y'all be like, whoa. Whoa. <laughs> He's fearful if you actually got a hold of what his word says, of what you might do with it. The more he can get through you, the more he wants to get to you. It's always about other people. The reason we get it all messed up is because we're so worried about ourselves. That's really the root of the problem. (laughs) All the way back to when the devil got kicked out of heaven. What was it? Pride. I want all this attention. So number one, pay attention to your attacks. Number two, don't take your attacks lightly. If I could say this over and over and over. Don't take the attack lightly. He's not trying to get, he's married people, he's not trying to get a little division or a little argument. He's trying to completely obliterate your marriage. He's not trying to cause a little dissension in the church. He's trying to get the church gone. He's not trying to give you a headache. He's trying to kill you. The enemy's not playing patty cake. (laughs) Pay attention to the attack. Don't take it lightly. Study them. Track them. Talk about them. Find somebody. I called Mike on the way to church. I got some info put in my ear right before church. I got to stop picking that thing up. But I got some information that may pass to be tight (laughs) and I call you got to call somebody find somebody find somebody that you can communicate with that you can talk to and I told him after I I said I'm I'm supposed to go preach the word can I just blow off some steam for a minute he knows he says sure go ahead somebody said I can't believe that what you want me to do stand up here and lie to you let me try to act like I got it all together I want to let y'all know that you can there's hope Find somebody that you can connect with that won't hold it against you, that will actually help help hold you up and hold you accountable to what God has for your life. So talk about the attacks. If you're married, let's let's talk about this. Recognize it's not her. Recognize it's not him. Recognize there is another person who you have allowed to come into the scene other than Jesus. You've allowed your flesh. He's co- the enemy's coming in through your weak spots to cause division. Number three, put a hedge of protection up. Listen, if it wasn't important, the enemy wouldn't spend all this time trying to take you out. If that area, it was not important, he would not be focusing on it. Psalms 91 says this, verse 1, 1 through 7. 
Those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. If you got everything going chaotic around you, the Bible says that you can rest. Live in the shelter of the Most High. You will find rest just in His shadow of the Almighty. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God, and I trust him. If you'll marry, I don't know why I'm touching on marriage tonight. Who knows? I'll find out later because I, 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 I found out on Monday there were some things that I said from the platform on Sunday that I had no idea, and it was somebody who had only been here. This was the second time they'd been here, and, it, and it, there was a statement that I said that they connected with. How many knows it's not a pastor, it's the Holy, as long as he's yielded, it's the Holy Spirit. He's got something for every single one of us, amen? Even the person cooking it up and delivering. For he will rescue you from every trap and protect you from the deadly disease. He will cover you with his feathers, he will shelter you with his wings. His faithful promises are your armor and protection. Do not be afraid of the terrors of night, nor the arrow that flies by day. Those of you that are fearful of what may happen tomorrow, Stop! Do not dread the disease that stalks in darkness, nor the disaster that strikes at midday. Number one, pay attention to your attacks. Number two, don't take the attacks lightly. Number three, put up a hedge. Number four, resist the devil. Resist the devil. James 4, 7. I'm just going to start at verse 1 and give you this. Check this out. What is causing the quarrels and fights among you? Don't they come from the evil desires at war within you? You want what you don't have, so you scheme and kill to get it. You are jealous of what others have, but you can't get it, so you fight and wage war to take it away from them. Yet you don't have what you want because you don't ask for it. And even when you do ask, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. You want only what will give you pleasure. Don't you realize that friendship with the world makes you an enemy of God? I say it again. If you want to be a friend of the world, you make yourself an enemy of God. Do you think the scriptures have no meaning? They say that God is passionate, that the spirit he has placed within us should be faithful, should be faithful to him, and he gives grace generously. As the scriptures say, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Verse 7, so humble yourselves before God, resist the devil, and he will flee. How do we get the, how do we get, you can't, how do you get the devil off your back? With a humble heart. Humble heart. In order for all of this to effectively work in our favor, we must check our motives. In order for this to work, our motives have to be... You can quote this, but if it's out of alignment, and that's the one thing. It's so easy to take stuff out of context just so it works and fits for our immediate gratification and our pleasure. But there's sometimes you can't... That's why you got to go back. I, I was like... I, uh, so humble yourselves. Yeah, but you need to go all the way back to the, to the top and learn. There's a, you know how you get to, to be humble? Recognize the enemy's attack is there. Recognizing that there's some things that I need to, that, 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 that the world is trying to attach itself to my life, and i got to disconnect from those things. When I do that, it's causing my heart to become humble. So then when I resist the devil, he's got to go. Because, I, because a humble, see, we look at humble as being lowly and meek. No, 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 humble is actually, there's a strength in humbleness. Pride makes us weak. We think pride makes us strong. But it does exact, the exact opposite. In closing, Revelation 12, 11. Anybody get anything out of this tonight? Amen. Me too. 
and they defeated him by the blood how do we defeat the enemy and they have defeated him by the blood of the lamb ain't nothing you he's already defeated defeated him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony we every one of us have a story every one of us have a, a life that has been jacked up that may still currently be jacked up it may be okay today but jacked up tomorrow but because of the blood it covers and then my testimony that yes I was once jacked up I once did this and I once did that but I'm not that person it's my testimony that I'm telling myself I'm not that person I'm telling the enemy oh yeah you, you came at me that, and, I, and, I, and I fell to some of those things but I'm not that person and you won't because I'm putting things in place you can't touch can't touch this can't have this it's my testimony I defeat him through my testimony remember I say it all the time sometimes your ears need to hear your mouth speak some things it's not who I am yes I did it but my testimony makes me stronger so don't see you know how the enemy tries to defeat us through our past through our past he don't know our future he has no idea what our future is but he knows a lot about our past what's he trying to do pulls it up <sighs> humble yourself resist the devil he will flee you're already a conqueror because of the blood of the lamb and you remain a conqueror because of the word of your testimony well thanks again for listening to hear more messages like this one be sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. For more content from Forward or just to connect with us, go to myforwardchurch.org. We love you. The best is yet to come.